0: Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast, whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to, or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to StarTech TV. We love everything tech, especially companies with big ideas and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, we have Peter Grinbergs, the CMO and co founder of Equal. Equal's mission. Is to improve access to the healthcare world, and are doing so by radically improving clinical pathways through technology. And Peter is here to tell us exactly how disruptive they're going to be. So, Peter, welcome. Hi. Thank you very much for coming into our offices. Thanks for having me. So, why don't you open up by telling us exactly what Equal is and the mission?
0: Mm, So, I think you you touched on it. Um, the, The Equal mission is that the healthcare system is very complex. It's very manual it can be very costly and access can be very poor for the people that really, really need healthcare. And I think we started to look at, you know, what technology could do to potentially improve some of those journeys, improve the customer experience. And actually there's a lot of technology available now that we feel can actually reduce some of those manual touch points, mm-hmm. um, can be a much better user experience for the for the person trying to access care, and can can potentially fast track people into the right care pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the equal the mission behind Equal is is really that that mm-hmm. straightforward. It's pretty it's pretty simple. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we've got a product that we are developing. My background as a physiotherapist led me into an, an interesting area where I started to look at physiotherapy and. Mm. and when you consider the stats on physiotherapy, um, I think 30% of all GP appointments are in relation to people that have some kind of muscle or joint condition. Um, and those people typically just get sent in, straight in, into physiotherapy appointments. And those people can sometimes wait up to a year for their first appointment. A year, wow. A, a year, yeah. So, it, and, and that to me seemed crazy, yeah. the first part, because you're just saying, well, You've waited two weeks for your or three weeks for your GP appointment. It's not a, it's not a um, a slight on the NHS, it's just the fact that the capacity is so mm. high and the demand is so high and the resources so so low in, in that sector that you just think, okay, well this is you know, this is ultimately something that could potentially be improved with technology. So we look at the 30% that are going into into GPs and we think, actually we could strip those out, potentially, yeah. into a tech solution that would ultimately ask the same questions and give the same Evaluation as to what is needed and then fast track those people into a, a physiotherapy pathway. Wow. <clears throat> and that's the first part of the kind of um, yeah. the product that we're developing. Um, but the second part being actually those people that are presenting into a physiotherapy scenario, how many of those potentially, if they were given some stuff to do at day one, would actually need, need the appointment in, in the long run? Yeah, and we absolutely. think actually there's a, there's a huge amount of people that are willing to self-manage and are able to self-manage and therefore why should they wait a year.
1: And they just need the help, the advice and the knowledge and they can go and do it themselves. Yeah. That's great. So basically we're fast-tracking problems that we've got at the minute um, and we're getting people quicker quicker care, reducing costs, increasing access, I mean it sounds... It sounds great.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. So
1: you've just touched upon your background um, in physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you also describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. I'd mm-hmm. really like for you to share with the audience your journey to this current position, okay. because it's not just a little bit of physiotherapy, is it? There's a, there's quite a big focus.
0: Yeah. So um, my, my background. I trained the qualifiers of physio. Um, I was always sort of fascinated as a kid. I was always very interested in how things worked and, mm. arguably, trying to well. Arguably interested in breaking things and then trying to put them back together. Now that's not what a physio's job is—not to break things, but it yeah. is to put people back together. Yeah. Arguably, so I was always interested in in how in how things worked, and that naturally kind of led me on to well, how does the body work? It's quite an interesting thing that you know we sometimes take for granted. Um, so I trained as qualified as a physiotherapist. Um, I don't really know why I did. I think it was interesting. You touched on your kind of recruitment angle and people don't really understand sometimes what they can achieve and I think, I, I always remember being told by a careers advisor, oh no, you, you're, you know, it's really difficult to get into and you need loads of qualifications and, you know, there's probably some easier things you can go down and I just, I think that for me was immediately just sort of, well no, screw that, I'm going to just, mm. why, I don't see why you yeah, have to. Yeah, I'm
1: totally with you on Yeah, that. yeah, I yeah. much prefer looking at things from that positive point of view and saying, right, what can we do about this rather than what can't we?
0: And, and that was a bit of a kind of driver for me. It's just when someone says, no, you can't do that, I always think, eh, I bet you can, actually, if you just did it a bit differently or you tried mm. a bit harder or whatever. Um, so I, I trained as a physio. I was very fortunate I, I got to, when I qualified, and it's very cliche, but I was one of the typical kind of physios that looked at it and thought, oh, I just want to be the guy running on the pitch at the football club. I don't. That's kind of what I want to do. I'm yeah. interested in sport and exercise. Um and I was really fortunate to get a job with the Premiership Football Club when I left university. So I had two or three years working in Premiership Football and then so? we uh, left the football club and actually started working for a, a private physio business. Mm-hmm. And again, I think quite quickly I started to look at that. I loved the job but I just started to think, actually I could probably, I could do this on my own. It'd be, in a way, it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have any kids at that stage. It mm. was just sort of Quite an easy decision. I just thought, oh screw it, I'm going to jump on and, and see if I can do this myself. Um, and then I actually took that business from just a one-site practice to one that we had over 35 clinics across the UK. We had 70 odd staff. Uh, it was absolutely crazy. I didn't really know at, p- at points really what you know the, what the plan was. We mm. would just sort of grab as much as we can and you know just see what happens. Yeah. Um, and that then led me into a situation where I was looking to try and get out of that business, managed to find uh, a buyer for that company um, and went into a slightly different setting, still in the healthcare setting, but starting to look at digital health. Um, and I think that really you know, started to open my eyes as to just the massive lack of technology in the healthcare sector. So I think when you look at all the other industries, media, banking, um, eating, you know, hooking up with people, whatever it is, there all seems to be leaps ahead. When you look at actual adoption of technology in the healthcare sector, it's it's pretty much second Mm. to bottom in terms of the amount of people trying to you
1: develop know what? services. Yeah, you've 100% hit the nail on the head. So we had Deliveroo in mm-hmm. last week um, and their director of engineering, um, Rama Javid, she was saying exactly that. Mm. So she was saying how, how much further ahead like like the likes of Deliveroo are mm. compared to healthcare. And healthcare was something that she spoke about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was very interested in it actually.
0: Yeah, and I think when you look at that and then you look at the capacity problem and you just say, well, you know, let's, not beat around the bush the 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 population's getting older and and more injury prone yeah. and it's not like it's not like the population is going down it's going up significantly mm. and resources are being squeezed continuously um and you just look at what technology can offer and you think well it's just in a way it's kind of negligent not to apply technology to healthcare yeah because it's yeah. like there's technology there that can really change things and make things mm. better then why would you not look to use technology mm. um, and I think some of the problems around adoption are maybe that it's uh, you know clinicians and medical people are trained to be very independent thinkers so part That's of
1: interesting, yeah, of yeah I think
0: part of the when you're at university it's all about okay you have to be able to justify everything you're doing personally because you're personally responsible and I think that naturally then gives an element of scepticism, which is right, because you should be sceptical of new things and you should interrogate them. But I think sometimes that can really just slow down adoption um, and it can slow down you know, the potential spread of, of new things. That's
1: so interesting because I, I often, whether this is wrong, I don't know, but I often will liken um, technology to almost like socialism. It's about working together to make the best technology. Mm, mm. And, and that's interesting if the mindset of uh, the medic is, I've got to get this right on my own, I've got to justify everything I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas the mindset of technology is, right, let's work together to get to a solution. Absolutely. Um, that's very interesting, I haven't thought about
0: that. Yeah, and I don't think it's... I mean, there is a, the community is very strong, and they're very... It's a great community, and we have a great system, we have a great healthcare system. I mean, yeah. look, we're trying to improve something where there's a problem, which is, you know, quite low-end stuff. I mean, if you look at the high-end care that goes on it's phenomenal the the kind of care that is delivered Mm -hmm. through the health system and arguably you know it's 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 one of the best in the world but I think there's still a lot of stuff that can be done to help actually improve the process Mm -hmm. and for us it's not about trying to take um, work away from clinicians or it's not about trying to, to to you know I don't know it's it's yeah it's a kind of it's a mission that we just think, look, we owe this to, the, to people, really. That technology can do so much. We just, you know, it's, it's something that we, we are really passionate about. Mm.
1: And I love that passion. I think that passion is what, what drives so many businesses. And it definitely sounds like your passion for this is, has driven a number so mm. far. Mm. Um, what challenges do you think uh, you and Equal uh, face today?
0: Yes, I mean, look, we, we run a startup, so it's kind of every day is a challenge. Yeah. And every day is new. And we're learning <laughs> something new every day. It's very fast paced um, and there's a lot to get, get our heads around. So, I mean, I think we've got some challenges that we're addressing. Um, certainly trying to navigate the field of regulation is difficult because yeah. actually I think, again, we're coming from a kind of legacy system of regulation that is trying to play catch up with technology. And I completely understand that that's the case. You know, we're, we're dealing with historic you take the medical device regulation, it looks at medical devices, it looks at blood pressure monitors and syringes, and, and that regulation currently sits on top of software solutions, which, by the very nature, are agile and, and iterative. And actually, the, the regulation doesn't allow that kind of technology to really flourish, and it's just because it's... it's you know, it's new and fast paced. And as we already said, the medical sector is very slow paced. Mm. You have to have your RCT that takes five years, 10 years to kind of return some result because that's how it works with medicine and pharma, understandably. But I think really there's, there's, um, uh, there's some work needed on, on all sides to kind of really find the middle ground on, on this. And, and certainly navigating the regulation is very difficult. Mm. Um, making sure that we are, obviously as we do, Sit where we need to be in terms of regulation, but that actually in itself is, is I think that, that that's a threat potentially for the, for the kind of med, mm. med health sector yeah um,
1: I think um, for for a lot of techies um, that would actually be such an exciting challenge like you've got this this almost like a barrier or a hurdle mm. you've got to work out how the hell you get over it yeah. Um, so we do a lot of research in, in the tech world of, of what makes, uh, what, what excites techies, mm-hmm. um, why they'll move to another company, and actually more importantly, what companies need to do to make them stay mm. and to retain their staff no. and invest in their staff long term. And um, number one, every time, give them something that's a real, real challenge, a mm. real intricate
0: mm-hmm.
1: problem challenge to yeah. solve. And yeah. it sounds like that's that's what you're dealing with day in, day out.
0: Yeah, I think people love to solve problems. Mm. I mean, like... You know, I always, I, I inherently think people are very good and hard, they, they, they're they set off to be good and hard working, mm. and, and sometimes external pressures or, you know, the, the wrong atmosphere or whatever cr- changes that, but I think inherently people want to solve problems. I mean, mm. we're, you know, I mean, you look at monkeys ultimately trying to solve problems with tools and whatever mm. and other animals, I mean, it's just part of our nature, I mm. think. I'm and reading problems. that
1: book, Sapiens, at the minute, okay. so when you say monkeys, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, I know exactly what you mean, the origins yeah. of society, exactly. here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I and that. I
0: think for us, it's about and startups are great because you get to just unleash that with mm. your staff, so you get to say, look, we're not going to micromanage you, just get on and do your job, we want to get the best people in, in the room, and that's kind of our our key dr- motivator, is like, just get the best people we can find and just let them do what they do yeah. you know, well, and, and We kind of have that i think you have to have that in in kind of startup world because you don't have long you know you have to really drive all the time and so it's it's important
1: that's another key attraction for techies when they're looking looking for new roles they want to be around people that can make them better yeah so it's great that you're you're ticking all these boxes as we go just naturally (laughs) without even meaning to um so moving on to my next question um i wanted to ask about your company and, and where it is um, amongst the, the number of competitors that are also trying to mm-hmm. disrupt the, the industry. Mm. What you think makes makes you different, um, and 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 how you would, how would you describe that to the audience?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. So we we I, people talk about competitors. We don't. I mean, we do. we, we look at what people are doing because obviously mm. we're interested in what's going on in the market. We don't focus too heavily on competition in our particular sector, because number one, I think the market's big enough. It's not like we feel right. threatened by competitors. We don't. Yeah. We kind of, in fact, we want to champion and drive people to create more innovation, because ultimately that's what we're for. Um, but it's, I think where we differ potentially is that we're massively focused on customer experience and customer journey, because ultimately people vote with their feet, and it's all very well having a very, very good clinical robust, not to say that we're not clinically robust, but it's the focus is very much just on the clinical part. Whereas we've we've put a lot of detail and focus into making sure the clinical part is perfect mm. and we've included all the, the 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 relevant people in terms of experts to make sure that it is very clinically robust. But then where we where we're obsessed then is on the customer experience side because actually as I say people vote with their feet and what we're trying to give back is something that people want to ultimately we live and die with whether people use our solution if they don't use our solution then it doesn't go anywhere so we've focused on the customer heavily obsessed with the customer journey um we're very much data driven i think we look at what the data says because ultimately that's what's going to drive further iteration um i think those are the the two the two key but i'm agile i think we the regulatory framework that we sit ourselves in allows us to be agile so yeah. that we can iterate quickly, and we can fail fast, as they say,
1: yeah, fail fast yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but I think that's that's really where we focus um and i and I certainly think when when let's say not too fussed about com- competition, but I think sometimes where it can get stuck is in is in just not paying too much, uh, enough attention maybe to the customer end
1: mm, mm. yeah I hundred percent agree with that, I think um I think in the industry today, there's, um, a, as I touched upon before, there's so many things that people are looking for when they partner with a company long long term. And actually having a real purposeful vision mm. um, and, and just knowing what that purpose is and why people are getting up early in the morning to get to work early because they've got this challenge that they're facing. But there's a bigger picture to that. And that's, mm. what are we doing? and Are we driving something forward for the overall good? Yeah. And I think your answer to that on the competition, it really... Mm. It really uh, incorporates that, so it's great. It's great to hear it. Yeah, um, what do you think the healthcare sector is going to look like in five years' time?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, there's two ways of looking at it. You look at the long NHS kind of five, ten-year plans, and what what's been mandated is that you know there has to be reduction in outpatient appointments. There has to be more adoption of technology. So I would love that to be the case. I think we're we're mm. positioning our model to really fit within those five, 10 year long term plans because I think at a high level, it's, that's absolutely correct. It does need to be more digital. It does need to be um, you know looking at reducing the amount of manual stuff going on. But I think ultimately, I love this idea that people can just manage their own health conditions. I think that's really where we wanna position ourselves is in that kind of patient as a partner market where people can really just take, take care of themselves. And I think you look at the, the way that people consume things now, it's always immediate. They they actually want, people want to take responsibility for their own health now. Mm. Um, and I think, I, I think that's what we're trying to create is that idea that actually you can, you don't have to wait to see five different clinicians. You can take control of your health now and you can do stuff now that actually is going to have an impact long-term, mm. short-term and long-term. I think that's, that's where the market needs to go, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that's certainly where we're we're trying to drive it.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's fantastic because I I, I think about myself and and any any time that I've needed to go to the doctor, most of the frustration for me is I just want to know the answer, exactly. of what I need to do. Yeah. And, I, and um i had to have physio before after a, after a very minor car crash everything was fine but i had to have it and i think yeah the waiting time and i think anyone listening to this will will think about the time they needed it or when mm. someone in their family did and mm. how that perhaps wasn't wasn't the journey that they were hoping for yeah. and it's really easy for all of us to moan and complain but mm. actually you're you're coming to the party with a with a solution with something that's going to speed things up and give people the knowledge that they need to treat themselves
0: yeah absolutely and yeah. I, I think it's not that this and again i really try and stress this every time i talk about it but it's not the system can't deal with the way that it's set up it can't it's not allowed to deal yeah. with it it just doesn't work because of the demands and i think that that's where we want to try and come in reduce the demands and just give people the option to manage mm. if appropriate manage their conditions themselves yeah. and, and as you point out i think there is there is a there is a drive for that. There is a demand Absolutely,
1: for that. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, my my exciting question at the end: um, What are your plans for the rest of the year and, and next? Because I bet yeah. there's quite a few.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> we've got lots. So we've we were actually um, we we're, were in uh, the US last week. we we're, we're just signed the partnership agreement over there. Actually, we want to. That's going to be a big market for us nec- next year. We really want to focus on our UK market as well. We were recently accepted into Digital Health, the London Accelerator. Cool. Um, and, and again, a great organisation which is set up to really just show um, reduce cost in the NHS through fast-tracking technologies that can really have an impact on a kind mm. of glo- on a on a national scale. Um, and so, we're really keen to drive get, get stuck into that and 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 really try and get some NHS stuff over the line next year. Mm. Um, that will be a big focus for us domestically. Um, and as I say, we've got aspirations to kind of. for international expansion the U.S. Mm. is obviously a big market for us Um, but yeah I think and and just making great products I think we want to get the products out there and we want to really start because it really starts to to kind of refine itself when we collect the data and and we want to I'm personally I'm interested in in really just making our products a great product that Mm -hmm. people can use and interact with and it works um, for them Um, and it does all the things that we're we, we mm. want it to do, so mm. yeah, next year's a massive year for us. It'll yeah. be exciting,
1: yeah, it sounds really exciting, and I've got to say, like what an inspirational uh, recording you've just done like it's um it's lovely to hear about a purpose that is is so positive, and throughout all of this, you've been really clear to say system in place is is good we're just trying to help it mm. and i think that's really respectful to what we've got right now and, and even talking about your competition it's about everyone everyone being innovative at the moment mm. and everyone in, and get getting the world to a mm. to a solution and now wanting to expand um, overseas. it's it, it sounds brilliant. So thank you so much for joining us and You're very sharing welcome. your story. Thank you for having me. Um, everyone listening, if you want to get in touch with Peter, I'm sorry Peter, but you may now be inundated with people. <laughs> um, I'll put his um, email, I'll, I'll tag it to this post. Um, but thank you to everyone listening and Peter, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks
0: Nadia.